My name is Mark Alonge, Cameroonian spoken word artist and founder of Straw Academy, the Straw Academy uh, production company and um, organization as well. It's a hybrid. Um, I'm also fortunate to be UNESCO Peace Ambassador and brand ambassador for the Africa Export Import Bank. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, all the way from Cameroon, but he might also be, you know, in his own universe, because it's the reason why I'm dressed with what I dressed after church. He sent me that thumbnail you saw, and I said, let me try to put something together like that. So <laughs> we have our traditional wear, all of this, all of this, even my red cap um, from Cameroon directly, but Mac Olonge, the chief. Mac Alonge, and we're going to get into his story. So, Mac, welcome to the show, my bruv. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I think you outdressed me. <laughs> only this, only this time, because when they go to your your Instagram, they're going to see you have some outfits that you know people are going to say, "Where did you put that together?" Um, and, and we're going to get into the fashion. But I, you know, being in Cameroon and Mac, you'll see the links in the description box, people, whether you are listening or watching. His website, beautiful. His, I mean, beautiful website, everything. It's just, he has an eye for fashion. He has an eye for arts. Mac, when did this start and how did you put it together? Because so many people would, you know, they cut their arm off to get a, a website, a, the fashion like you have. Did this all happen in a dream yeah. overnight or has it been a long time coming? <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much. I must first of all say I am um, very, very incredibly grateful for your reach out. I think it, it gives me a sense of, mm, I'm not doing so bad. <laughs> um, I think um, I, the website, the, the, the website and the fashion, the fashion is something that I, I convinced myself I wasn't interested in. And there is a deeper side to it because I, most of my life had been overweight. I was very, very fat. Yeah, I know that it doesn't, it doesn't look like that. And um, I think it was three years ago um, when I started a weight loss program and I lost 40 kilograms. That is close mm -hmm. to a hundred pounds. And so when I lost all of that weight, um, that's when I re that's when it became clear to me that I really, really have loved fashion and your clothes fit better. You just you just love the way things go. And I, from then, I just started getting it. And as an artist myself, you know, I'm a spoken word artist and always having to create um, concepts and costumes for performances. And all of it just went together. And I started, you know, putting together costumes. I have the, a fantastic creative director and team. They create the costumes and they make it good. And I have really a good network of people as well. So it, I think it's like an overcompensation from the many years that I couldn't dress up so well. I'm not saying that as a, a plus size person, you can dress up, but it's just, I convinced myself that I couldn't. So um, I, I really, really, really wanted to showcase that art and showcase it in fashion as well. So my team and I worked on the costumes and then also the website, we began, I think we first designed the website in 2019 and then um, we designed and at some point it didn't work out so well that the, 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 the out 
you know, the way it looked wasn't too well. I got another designer, another designer. But for this particular website, I actually had to lay down um, the design myself. I laid down the design myself and I always update the homepage myself. In that way, I have the creative freedom. I had to learn how to do it. So I had the creative freedom of really putting myself out there and, and having people see me the way I would like to be seen um, and really crossing and not um, having a, a third party that I have to pass through all the time. Well, I, I'm not a code. I don't really do code. I just do WordPress and I learned how to do it. And that's how I got the website up. <laughs> well, tell the people, because, you know, you, you said so many things and you did it yourself. I, I, we'll talk in a little bit if you'll do that for other artists because I could see some people saying, hey, we want you to do our site for us um, and what that could cost. But being a spoken word artist, having the site that you have, um, you know, having the fashion, um, even with the UNESCO thing, how did you make that all happen, especially coming from Cameroon? There's artists all over the world who are interested. How do you make a living being a poet? It's not an easy thing doing art yeah. and eating. <laughs> I think I've gotten this question tens of, I mean, hundreds of times. I can't quite count. Um, so many times people ask the question. Well, it's, it's a little bit tricky. It's tricky because um, I think people don't pay for talent, they pay for skill. And I think that if you are some sort of a content creator of any kind or an artist, you would want to contextualize um, your talent and place it in some sort of a uh, a context where people, where, where, where it can bring a solution to a problem. I'll give you a simple example. I'm an artist and I, I inspire people with my words. I try to do that. But um, to work with an organization like UNESCO, um, that probably has a mission to go into communities and preach, you know, social cohesion and peace building and entrepreneurship. And then you having um, to, to serve um, that purpose, that UNESCO purpose to the community in a very unique way is something that they see value in. And I think that finding that kind of luck and key situation and making sure you find it over and over is one of the ways by which, one of the primary ways by which we make a living. I also think that as an artist, um, it's, it's not enough to just be an artist. It's important to be a leader, to lead some sort of a structure or an organization or be part of an organization in such a way that um, when you go out, it's not many times and many contracts that I signed, it's not always just with me, Makalunge, but that happens a number of times, but sometimes it's with the whole organization. These international organizations would like to work with a, a structure rather than an independent artist. But what I think is fundamental um, as when it comes to succeeding on when it comes to really becoming uh, a professional artist is basically working on your craft, making sure that you create and um, you innovate, try to be better and better all the time and send out content. I, I think that with each piece of content that I send out, sometimes I do an event and I send out and because people see the event and see how good it is and how, uh, you know, the way it looks, you get about two other or three other contracts from that event and you do the, another event and you get more contracts from there. I think those are all business models that can be approached. I also have albums that I sell on my website and people buy when I go out. So there, there, there are different ways. And, and you know, as, as an artist, 
there are many times when you work so hard, you, you do a lot of events for free because you want to be seen. It's a little bit, um, you know, um, not, not, not a very, very straight road or a very, very, you know, leveled plane. Sometimes you do a lot of things for free. And then you have this one event, which is a big event that pays you so high that it covers up for all the other events that you did for free. So there's a lot of wisdom to it. There is a lot of ups and downs but i think that if you if, if you just put out put your craft out there get it you know keep getting better keep doing your best and keep innovating learning and going through the process i think i think most of the lessons you learn along the way and um, you would succeed <laughs> well, well and you keep pushing and you know you also don't despise the small beginnings because even on his Absolutely. beautiful website he talks about you know being on hundreds of podcasts, hundreds of, you know, just different things and he lists them. So that means you took time to say, I've done this, I've done this to show people easily. This is my journey. He's been able to, you know, go to different countries and do this. And some people, you know, some people do podcasts or shows and they don't even tell anyone. Sometimes yeah. they don't even re repost it, not even in a story. And everybody's, you know, social media thing, it's back in the day of MySpace, because I'm older um, for most of you, maybe you listeners, the MySpace days, but that's your space to do whatever you want. And you can highlight whatever you want, but it just shows like, you know, do not despise the small beginnings. And so, you know, you get that, when you get that big money though, can you tell a young artist, because I saw you on Street Debates and Clarice yeah. is a friend of mine, um, somebody oh. we, we, we work with. And, okay. and, and I, I, I saw you on that topic of, you know, the local music. But when you, that local musician, everybody wants to get to the Stanley Ano area, yeah. you know, or you want to be Jovi, right? I'll go battle, yeah. I'll put the, you know. But <laughs> when you get that big money, what do you do with it to like keep it going? Do you invest it into another business? Is there any other investments that you would recommend a young artist right now who maybe just got their first even thousand US dollars or 10,000? I'm doing it in dollars. We could do it in CFA. We can do it in whatever currency. What is your plan for that yeah. artist if, you, if they just got their money? Well, um, I, I would be a little bit careful to, to, as to tell um, any artist or anybody what to do with their money. But I, what I know for sure is what I, I think would work for mine. Um, many times um, when I get money, I, I invest it back into the art. I invest it. Um, I'm a very, very um, radical risk taker. And um, I, for instance, I, I work on projects and we, you know, we bought, we bought our cameras. We have all the equipment now ourselves because um, we bought those equipment and we, we didn't buy it in one day. You know, you buy and as you, you get out and work and get more, you buy. And the more you buy, the better content you can make. And the better content you can make, the bigger platforms you can be on, the more branding you have and the more opportunities you have. So I always try to find ways of investing back into the art. I don't think that I would do it forever. I just think till we have this a level of the structure that I need. Um, but I really recommend, you know, investing in yourself, in your art and getting better rather than taking it out and then, you know, taking it somewhere, which is still fine, which is still fine. But personally, I would like to look into the art to find more opportunity than to find opportunity somewhere else. 
now you said something so crucial. You're you say investing into the art um, as the business part of me. That's investing in. That's the part of the business. So for other artists, you're able to do the same thing. So do you also shoot film for other people? And do you do also? You know, will you do the web design? When I was asking for other artists <laughs> and give people a range, because I I send everybody to my other friend, Mister Take Another Shot in King Doctor and King Stevens. But okay. I, I can spread the love around um, because <laughs> Dr. and Kane can't do everything, especially when he's filming this beautiful movie right now. So let the people know ranges, whether they're in Cameroon or even in America, because I have many people ask me, do you have any more African talent? Those last people were great, but <laughs> now they're too busy for me. <laughs> no, no, I think I, I, definitely, definitely. But um, we are we are we are a structured organization now. We have thirteen staff, and even though I design the website myself, I don't manage it myself. So we have people who do that. I try to just limit. I try to be be an artist and be a leader, and then allow other people who are the specialists to do it. But of course, you know, like I said, Straw Academy is a hybrid. It's a not-for-profit and a for-profit. It's registered as both. Actually, it's registered as three entities, not-for-profit, for-profit, and record label. Uh, but then, um, uh, and as a, as a, as a for-profit, we do, um, I think we have five. We do web and mobile uh, development, web and mobile application development. We do videos, we do audios, we do digital marketing and all that, that kind of stuff. So most definitely we would love um, to, 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 to do this for another artist. Uh, as for the price, um, I think that you can just contact us <laughs> and we will let you know um, the range and the possibility of us doing it on, you know, your needs and we, we can do it like that. No, it's, it's good now. You're back. Okay. Back. I'm glad I'm back. No. And I say range because I do have some people who they watch the internet and they hear how cheap Mexico is. They hear how cheap certain countries in Africa are. And they, when they come, they say, Hey, I, I have $10 us. What can I get? And so I, I, I like to let artists where it starts. I have a joke to say, we don't even open up our computer for $500 because you're taking away from somebody else who needs our services and you know yeah. what we're going to do for you but I'm very selective so that's why I say that I don't want anybody coming lowballing because they hear Cameroon they say oh Cameroon mm. Africa I can get it for cheap I can lowball no no this is quality you pay for quality yeah. wherever it is around the world and I think and I think when you do a website for a person from experience we have done websites before for, for different clients and it never ends. It's a relationship that that starts and continues because you do the website, you you host it, you manage it, you help. And sometimes the website has issues. So you maintain the website. So website development is, is, is bigger than a business. It's, it's a partnership that lasts for very, very long. And we have done that with, with, with several with several clients. Um, about that range, you know, I'm not really the, the, the best person to give that range, but um, if I have to say, um, I think I agree with you when you say um, you don't open your laptop for, you don't open your computer for $500. Um, I would have to check with him, but I think in the neighborhood from about $1,000, we can do your website and we can do it well. I think... But like I said, I will have to check with him. <laughs> uh, 
Awesome. And you know, I, I did a website for, uh, we were in Colombia last month and I did a website for our driver, JJ, the best tour guide in Cartagena.com. Yeah. And I used AI and people, my, my team thought I was going to replace everybody. I said, first of all, <laughs> no, I did that because he was awesome and I needed to do it quick. I did, you know, it took two minutes for AI to do it. But I was also testing AI at the same time. And so, you know, with AI, everything is 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 evolving and, and it's a beautiful thing. Your career seems to be almost, you know, there's going to be a position in the somewhat near future in Cameroon. I'm not going to say what that position is, but you can't serve for life anywhere. <laughs> um, politics, as an artist. Do you have any interest in getting involved in the government, knowing that change is going to come, especially for Anglophones? We we pray, we pray, we pray. Uh, Limbe yeah. is my my real home. Okay. <laughs> like that's where I am right now. Um, okay. Ask about it. <laughs> but what you know, you and having an influence that you have with UNESCO, do you have any plans of influencing politics? Or even maybe putting your hat and saying, I have a better plan, even if it's for something local or for something national. I'm watching my words very carefully because you're, uh, you're in Cameroon. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I understand. Um, I, I do have plans to influence um, to influence the country, to influence the youth, and of course, to influence the systems that are holding this country back. Um, but I don't think I want to be part of the system that I'm trying to influence um, because I, I um, not not necessarily because I feel I see too many flaws in the system, but because I think that I'm in a better position as an artist um, to create the kind of influence that I believe that I am purposed or created or destined to create. I I think through something like spoken word, through events, through tours, through uh, organization, we. I think my responsibility is to really shine bright from where I am and not necessarily um, get to join politics, to create the influence in politics. The young people that we have now, the, the elderly people that we have now, the people that we succeed to touch, the people whose hearts we succeed to touch, I believe that that is my own contribution and that is my own way. Now, I'm not saying that at some point I, I, that I don't, I don't think I'll ever join politics or be part of politics, even at a local level. Um, but for now, I think it's just my artistry. And I think the artistry has the power to create a certain amount of influence in the political system. And, and, and it's, not just, uh, it's not just a work that I am doing. It's a work that um, many young people are doing and many people who have a lot of positive energy and they're spreading it and they're trying to create change. And I see that a lot in our community. I think together we can create uh, an amount of positive change from where we are. That is my standpoint for now, but I'm not in any way suggesting that that standpoint wouldn't change. <laughs> talking about change, I, my signature question is always, what are people's community give back that they're doing? I have a feeling you can talk about the Straw Academy, but you, you can talk about anything else that maybe I don't know. I'm over Sabi, so I'm very pugnacious. <laughs> I've done my, my my research, but let the people know what is your community give back that you're doing or that you plan to do in the future? 
Um, Straw Academy has existed for eight years. Um, we have had a variety of activity types. And, and initially, it did not exist for artistry. That's an interesting thing. It started as um, a business incubator, a hub. And back in 2016, we're trying to build businesses. And even when I started doing um, spoken word art, it was really to inspire young people to create businesses, to start um, organizations, to create some sort of positive impact in their communities. That's what it was all about. And then um, as the artistry part grew, we introduced that into the organization. Um, but then we have, um, within the artistry, we have five major activity types that we do. Um, we, we, we help in training of artists. We do um, content creation and development. Um, we do events and tours. Um, we do networking and, and network creation of artists. Uh, we do this um, in, in, in four main thematic areas. So Art for Earth has to do with environment and all the sustainable development goals that are involved within. And we work with several young people, several young artists. The whole idea is to really create a platform where these young artists can use their voices and collectively bring about social change that may, they, may, they may not be able to accomplish otherwise on their own. Then we have Art for Peace, which is something that is really um, all over right now and the basis on which we were really um, recommended and you know recognized by the international community we do work for peace building which is something that i'm sure as like you know it's really really a, a major concern especially in the english speaking regions of cameroon and then we have art for humanity art for humanity has to do with humanitarian work and you have art for health which has to do with health so we do this um kinds of um activities for um, those initiatives and we work with several different artists. So many people always get to me and ask me, am I training younger artists? Am I, am I doing anything to, to build up a community of artists? Um, yes, I am. I'm doing it through this organization. And I, I think that my role is not to create a spoken word school. <laughs> I don't think that that's my role. I wouldn't even know how to articulate that backwards. But what I think that I can do is that I can identify young people who are who have passion, or who are trying to find their direction, or who who exhibit some sort of positive energy, and then I help them to get to the next stage at what they are doing. It could be financial, it could be just networking, it could be involving in a project. Like we did a project, we just uh, did a project with the German Federal Foreign Office. We created 20 videos. Within that video creation process, we worked with several different, we worked with comedians, we worked with spoken word artists, we worked with musicians, we created all those different um, videos and it, it was an opportunity uh, for them. So that's the kind of work that I do to give back. I think it's a little bit cumbersome to try to teach people art. I think that I, I want to um, put my light out there then see those who respond and then work with those who respond. Yeah. Can you tell the, the, the younger person how you monetize that? Like they got it on the art. You have your music, you have your appearances, you know, the, the, you have your video camera so you can do that. But then when you go into helping people, a lot of people struggle globally with how do I get paid to make this happen? And you, you're getting checks here, getting checks there, getting checks there. Really, you do have a school or a course and a book. 
if, you, if, if, if there's not a book on that topic alone, because so many people come to me and they ask me, like, how do you put it together? And all of our lives are unique, right? But mm-hmm. we all have to tell that story so they can take bits and pieces. And the reason why I do Diversified Game. So to help people, how do you find that? Like, how do you find the money to eat for that young person? Let them know where they should start with that too, please. <sighs> okay. Um, I think... The, the, the money to do this comes through, for me, it comes through, well, it comes through several sources, but if I have to, if I have to be very direct, uh, many of the, of the contracts that we've had have been with organizations or businesses, like people who have seen the art and seen what we do and want us to do something for them. Um, but then, so we, we have the art, I go out and do the art, and then I, you know, get money, get paid from doing the art, get paid from performing, get paid from a video, and then use that money now on the organization and also to help people. But then there are some projects that, um, because you have to develop several skills. And I, I have a lot of skills. Uh, artistry is just what people see on, on social media and on, on the screen, but off the screen, there are so many other skills. Like I, I, I do write projects, I develop projects and I, I, I know how to source for funding. I know how to network with people and you know really have the emotional intelligence and the humility to work with people and several different organizations. And then, you know, submit these projects and get the funding and within the organization have the leadership capacity to manage the funding and do the reporting and everything that is needed such that you can have credibility for another fund. So um, those things come into play, but it's it's really important that they understand that it's not just the art. I see many artists who are just artists and that's all. It's, it's an embodiment of work. Artistry is just, what their society uses to identify you. But the gift that you have comes with several things. It comes with many other things. And I think that if you if you if you work on those different talents, you can be able to work on, you can be able to, to accomplish that. So this is one of the ways. I don't think it's the only way, but one of the primary ways that we make money from the artistry. We also get paid from different works. We just received a grant from um Afrexin Bank. And the grant was to um, for a project that we did, a spoken word competition and an event, an online event, which just happened. And all of that happened because of the relationship that we have. And we had to write a project we had to justify and wait for a while before that happened. And we have other grants too that are coming. So those are ways by which you can make it happen but you have to expand yourself beyond just artistry and learn other things that are needed to to make it work. Um, I, I'm sure there's more to this, but I, 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 this is just what I can think of for now. <laughs> no, and there's also, you know, the beauty of being in Silicon Mountain, you know, yes. and, and there's some magic there, you guys. So to be in Silicon Mountain and your circle that you, you know, have round, I've said some names that um, I'm sure by your reaction that you're, you know, that you know, um, and you're like, oh, yes. okay, you, you know, you know, um, and even the people I haven't known, Churchill, I did not forget about you. Churchill will be the oh, richest okay. man in Cameroon one day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, Churchill has given me VC advice via WhatsApp about, you know, why didn't you take that deal <laughs> when I when I asked him? <laughs> um, but um, let me 
tell, I want you to teach the people because I want people to really go to your website, subscribe to your stuff and check it out. So I don't want to give them too much, but okay. I can always have you on again, especially when I'm <laughs> in Cameroon later this year, God willing. Thank um, you. Yes. I want to know, did you go to university and if you did, was that necessary? Necesito, I was going to start speaking Spanish to you because I'm practicing <laughs> every day. Uh, but I want to know, did you go to university? Because a lot of people will say, well, I went to university. We have cab drivers in Cameroon, <laughs> English speakers. Can't get a job. Yeah. Doctors, many of them, right? Yeah. But we also have people who say, my parents they died or whatever the case, they didn't go to school. So I didn't go to school. And I think that's what's holding me back. I didn't get to take any A-levels or anything. Let's talk about your story. School, what is your take on it? I'm, I won't even tell you my take because I don't want to taint you in case you, in case I, you love I it. Think I, know it. <laughs> I think I know your take. <laughs> well, um, thank you. I think that is, that is by far one of the most important questions because my story is very unique when it comes to that. Um, but prior to say, before I say my story, I just want to say something about Churchill. Churchill is the first, was the first person who I think when I started in 2016 and I was extremely broke, <laughs> I thought it was 2015, it was 2015. I was really extremely broke. I was roaming around the streets of Boya, you know, really, really frustrated and trying to get something up. And I had this magazine that I was trying to do. And so I went to different people and asked them that, asked them to advertise on the magazine and everyone turned me down. And Churchill was the first person who actually, paid me that money to put his Njoku on the magazine. And definitely looking back, I know he never did it because he thought the magazine was going to go anywhere or whether it looked nice in any way because he did it at the time. But he did it simply because he wanted to support. And that is something that I will always, always be grateful for. He was the first person to really support me like outside my home, like to really support and push. Coming out to your question, um, I, I'm actually, I actually was in medical school. <laughs> I was in uh, medical school and I, I, was, I was at the fourth year when I left and started doing what I'm doing. So, um, and, I, I, and I, I was doing just fine. I think I had a cumulative GPA of about 3.3. I was doing really fine. Um, but then I had this very unreasonable burning passion, which is beyond explanation. And even till date, I can't really explain to people that I really, 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 really beyond, beyond knowing wanted to do what I do. I loved it so much and there was no way I was going to be fulfilled or happy of about myself without doing this much. I, I went through a lot in my family house and, you know, with my friends and people all thought I was crazy. And um, here we are today. Uh, but then I think, I think, I think school is, is important, but it's overrated. <laughs> I think it's, it's, um, if you were a doctor, for instance, and um, when I was in level four, when I left, one of the reasons was because in level four in medical school, you go to school throughout the day and you're in the hospital throughout the night and then you're in class back in the morning. So you just cannot 
sandwich that and any other thing. Um, and if you're a medical doctor, I understand you need to go to school, you need to get your license. If you're a lawyer, I understand you need to do that. But then um, that's not enough, number one, because even as even with my classmates from medical school who are in the hospital and who have some years of experience now, there is always that aspect of you being called to something, you having a core passion about something and that, that, that's bigger than the school. And I think many artists and entrepreneurs that are out there all did something in school that is totally irrelevant to, to, to their, their current careers. So my take is this, I think, I think I, I wrote an article called School versus Education. It's, it's school is, it's, it's really overrated. I think we should focus on education because school is about getting information into a person's head. But education is about bringing something out of a person, and it's giving the giving um, creating the environment for people to come alive, to to live out loud and express their talent, and that's what the system fails to do. So I advise people to go to school. I'm I'm not anti-school. I advise them go to school, but do something that is in the first of all know where you're going. The school is a means to an end, not the end in itself. Know where you're going, and the school is just a vehicle to help you. And if you know where you're going, you get into school and you can be able to, to get to where you're going. So basically, that's my ideology. Um, kids stay in school, don't drop out. <laughs> don't don't, don't drop out. out. But, but be working now on your plan for after school, just like athletes, you know, we see Ed Feast getting ready for his political position. Um, yeah. Be preparing now while you have the help or you have a system, whatever strategy. Me, I finished school, I paid that bill, um, you know. Uh, but I tell people, a lot of people have wasted their time. We were working while in school on this dream of ours and making it a goal. You guys, I could go on for days with Mac, but again, I want you to go check out all of his stuff that he's put together because it's beautiful, it's big, and it's all, the best is yet to come. So Mac, give them any last words and let them know where they can find you. Thank you. Um, you can find me on my website, macalunga.com. And I think Macalunga just runs through all of my social media from YouTube to Facebook, to Twitter, to Instagram, to Tumblr, to LinkedIn. You can find me, Macalunga. And Mac is spelled M-A-C, not M-A-R-C, not M-A-R-K, just M-A-C. And my last word to you is I just, I, I, I think everyone is born for greatness and greatness is not necessarily a very big thing. You don't necessarily have to be in front of millions of people to be great. I think my father used to say that if you your job was to sweep the street, sweep the street so well, I think that he took that from someone, but I don't know who he took it from. <laughs> but that if your job is to sweep the, sweep the street, sweep the street so well that when you die, people will know that there was someone who lived here and swept the street. So no matter where you're serving, um, add that extra thing to it. Let it come from your heart. It's not just you following a system and, and seeking your name and being present, but really do something to make a difference in your life. I think in, in your world, I think there is a special kind of fulfillment that, that comes with that. Thank you. <laughs> you guys have got the gang. He's macking and stacking. You now, your job, you guys, is to like, share, subscribe with this 
with somebody, share it with somebody. It will bless their life. Y'all be blessed. Hi everyone. Have you ever been curious about visiting Africa? Which African country were you interested in? Kenya, Nigeria, Uganda, South Africa, Ethiopia? Which country are you interested in? My good friend, Kellen Cash Coleman, came up with a course called My First Trip to Africa that'll guide you through this process. It's only $20, and in this course, you'll learn about passports, visas, vaccinations that you need before you go there, as well as a budget, uh, how much the trip is gonna cost. He also talks about what you should pack, uh, what you should take with you, how you should travel on a budget. Did you know that 100 US dollars is worth 1,000 South African Rand and over 10,000 Kenyan shillings? So imagine what you can do with $100 back home. I say back home because I'm from Sudan, I'm African, I already know how it's like. I know that you know when you convert Canadian and American money, it goes a long way when you're traveling across Africa. So if you're curious, um, if, if Africa is a place that you've always wanted to go, always wanted to move there, Kellen Cash is the person to ask. Check out the course, there's a little preview you can listen to. Um, before you actually purchase it. If you're interested in this course, visit www.diversifiedgame.com. Don't miss out. Are you tired of the rat race in America? Are you ready to visit the motherland to relax and rejuvenate? Are you ready to explore all that Africa has to offer? Then check out the brand new Diversified Game Academy course, Prepare for My First Trip to Africa. Are you worried about being able to afford the trip? We got you. We will show you how to travel either on a budget or as a baller. Learn how to stress the value of the USD. Did you know that 100 United States dollars is worth over 1,000 South African Rand or 10,000 Kenyan shillings? or 54,250 West African CFA. Are you worried about taking your kids? Get the game from Kellen Cash, a bona fide world traveler, having traveled to almost 20 countries, several of those in Africa. Get the game on taking your kids on their first trips. Learn how to find the best tickets, get the visas, and plan your own adventures in Africa. Don't let Eddie Murphy have all the fun. Plan your own coming to Africa trip starring you, produced by you, and featuring you. If you are ready for a life-changing experience, sign up for our course today, Diversified Game Academy. Get prepared and purchase at diversifiedgame.com.